All right, it's recording. It's let's recording. Get, let's get started. <laughs> oh, man. I, I should patent that. I could totally make some decent money off that. Maybe I'll write a, uh, what is it, um, a comic in the newspaper for, like, uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. A drugstickle, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, though. I, I think that um, Cameron has, like, first rights to the idea, though, like, because he's, he and his work buddies were the ones that kind of, like, Spurred the idea. Yeah, yeah. It's true, but That's you know, right. I'm, I'm willing to share because I think this might be like, we're talking like bigger than Bruce Wayne money Dude, here. This is, yeah. this is big You know who's money. also willing to share though? Nikola Tesla. And, uh, and, and then that guy whose name all of a sudden escapes me that created the light bulb. Took Thomas all his Edison. Work. Yeah, then Thomas Edison took all his effort. Mm-hmm. That's a one hundred percent accurate history lesson. I, I, yeah, that's like textbook right there. Mm-hmm. No possibility. I have details wrong. Hey, but you know what? It's kind of recorded, so it's kind of, you know, already binding. It is it binding. Is, it is. It is binding. And I stand true. by my words. That's I, intellectual. I that's intellectual property. It's true. true. I, I should. Uh, I should patent any history books that contain my recounting of that historical event Ooh. and my drunksicle our drunksicle our, that's right that's right Gosh, quit being such a thomas addison man <laughs> <laughs> maybe this milk could be our milk no milk will ever no. be our milk <laughs> <laughs> what's that from again oh i'm not gonna tell you you have to figure this one out buddy i was gonna say come on oh come on that's billy madison yes uh, there you uh, go that that's right, Billy. Oh, it's been so long. It's been so long since I've seen a, since I've seen a uh, Adam Sandler movie that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> I can name a few. Re- uh, well, at least one recently that I can that I that I still enjoy. It's just go with it. Oh, right, yeah, because that's actually like one of his more. Because not a lot of people realize it, but like on aside his stupid comedies, he actually will do kind of more high minded you know like hey let's work with actual talented people and do like an actual movie that's not just dick jokes and when he has good it. writing he, yeah it's a good movie for adam sandler yeah that's true that's true it's just a shame that so often you could just tell he's sleepwalking through it he's like these the you know the audience are lemmings they'll buy anything mm. looking at you pixels <laughs> Pixels. Yeah, I didn't see that movie, and I don't ever plan to. I was gonna yeah. say I was tempted because it had Peter Dinklage, but I was like, I just don't want to ruin my concept of how Peter Dinklage is. No, don't ruin that. Peter Dinklage no, is instead, like is like an it, angel in little man form. So no, like instead, like don't it, ruin that. You should you should see Knights of Badass stuff, like where I did. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> like at first I was so angry, but then you know. Then Peter Dinklage shows up and rocks it at the end. I'm just like, uh, okay, this whole movie's redeemed now. That's great. That movie. Dude, yeah. nothing can stop Peter Dinklage. Nope. Little nope. man does big things. That's That sounds bigoted in some way, but positively oh, uh, bigoted. It's positively not actually bigoted, but I'm, you know, he's he's one of my heroes. Yeah, he's Peter awesome. Which is freaking awesome. I yeah. didn't tell you, Scott. I've been watching Game of Thrones. He has. Have you? 
Ooh. How are you now? Oh, I'm I'm still in season three. I'm like episode five. Oh, okay. Keep so, going. I I plan to. It's... I, I want to know your comments after this season. Like, uh, yeah, just yeah. To see like how I... this one ends. It it it. For some reason, the show is like, uh, it's a real conundrum for me because I have a hard time with. The show feels like everything happened, like all three seasons so far have happened in the space of like two to three months. And mm-hmm. I'm used to these shows, like each season is like a year, you know? Yeah. So time is moving so slowly and I'm like, how are we going to get to a certain place where this sort of thing could possibly happen if things <laughs> are moving so slowly? <laughs> yeah. But that is that is okay. You know, got a lot of stories to cover in, in the show in... You know, each episode's an hour, and you only have an hour to get through everybody. So yeah, so, no, uh, get Game it. of Game of Thrones is one of the few exceptions to my no spoiler rule, just because I've wanted to watch it, but I've like had no real way of being able to do so. And I, I'm not, I, I refuse to pirate. I just, you know, when I actually want to go into video production, it feels extra wrong of me to steal the work of people in video production. Oh, I, is... I feel sorry for you, buddy. I'm <laughs> sorry. Well, you should. You should. You should look down upon me as the rest of the cast looks down upon Jean Valjean in Les Miserables. It's like, oh, you actually have morals. You poor guy. Yeah. Um, wow, well, uh, that sounded so conceited of me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, events that I've heard about in this season have finally reached the tipping point for me where I'm like, okay, I need to go back and start watching this because, because, yeah, like it's. I'm all caught up. I, last last Sunday's episode, I was seriously on the edge of the chair and freaking I jumped out of the chair and was like yelling. And I'll, let's just say this. I don't know how I feel right now. For those, that are, <laughs> for those if that's it, your reaction, then I'm 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 terrified to oh, get to that point. Oh my hell, it was amazing, and yet I felt so, so troubled. See, this is this is the difference between uh, Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. Where The Walking Dead, you just kind of end up feeling like shameful and cheated, but feeling like maybe next episode will be better. Being Being a fan of The Walking Dead is literally like being in an abusive relationship you know it's like he they don't mean to hurt me they they you don't understand they used to be so much better they have so much promise they're just you know it's like it's like yeah they're playing with my emotions but that's just because they love me so much it's just like (laughs) no the walking dead hate your guts i don't feel that way about game of thrones thankfully i feel like every episode has very good writing and and i'm never left feeling like even though if something bad really bad happens to a character i'm like that's just good writing that's just good writing well that that, and that's the difference that's the difference like walking like walking dead is just like cheap shock value it's like hmm yeah well we have to make them believe that anyone can die but we're not actually going to kill the the boring ass sheriff and his dumb ass son. So what other character that they actually like, can we kill off instead? Oh, okay. The Chinese guy's turn is this time and so on and so forth. Like that's the genius but, of game of Thrones is because it's this whole world full of people to kill. And then you can like a person for like an episode and then you kill them. 
Yep. And then it's okay because most of the main characters, you know, so far, and I don't spoil anything, are are are, are mostly, you know, they're all alive. So, hmm. you hmm. know, I'm not gonna spoil anything because <laughs> nothing. I really want Good. you to catch up and really have like we're gonna have to really have a debate on this, like how you really feel, because I think those aha will... moments. <laughs> For for what I hear, there's only one season left after this last episode. So I guess they're only doing seven seasons, from what I'm hearing. I'm serious though about this uh, about this, Cameron. You and I, we need to pitch. Uh, we need to pitch uh, the Mistborn uh, series to HBO. Uh, yeah. We need to pitch the Mistborn series. It'll totally work as a as a I'm, replacement I'm... for Game of Thrones. I, from what I've heard of the series, that sounds doable. It's Uh-oh. so doable. All, all, all I'm wondering is how do I get on as an extra? Yes. I just want to be a steel pusher or just a – I want to be one of the guards that they just flick a coin and just goes right through his head. Oh, I, I yeah. I'm like, okay. I don't care if I – Can I call you Sebastian Shaw if that happens? Yes. Nickname Seabass. Okay. Oh my gosh! So I literally have a friend whose nickname whose whose nickname is Seabass, and he's like the biggest mist mistborn Brandon Sanderson fan I know of. Like, like you you guys, I I I can't impress upon you, but I guarantee, as big a fans as you two are, combine the both of you, and you're still only halfway the amount of fan that he is. He's because he's. He's one of those ones where it's like, if this is Dungeons and Dragons, instead of putting points in charisma, he put points into being a fan of Brandon Sanderson. Well, it's good. It, they're good books, and I just think it'll work really well. And in I really uh, in H- up, then. H- HBO, for, you've never read them, have you? The Miss. No, I have not. I have not. Oh boy, you're missing out, buddy. I'm only just now finally getting around to uh, to checking out the Dresden Files. I am like way behind when it comes to books. Whoa. I know, that, right? Like, Dressing Files have been around for that, a that's while. That's probably my favorite book out there. I mean, even more better than Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I'm freaking loving the Dressing Files, though. Like, uh. I even started, like, when I, was, when I started just reading, because I have the attention span of a gnat when it comes to books. <laughs> and so, as a result, you know a book is good when it holds my attention, because... Like, because if it can hold my attention, then it can hold anyone's attention. You know what I mean? And that's, so far, that's how Dresden Files has been. It's like, well, I can't put this crap down. It's still holding my attention, damn it. You, you like, cause, you know the book's good when it causes uh, strife and uh, conflict in your in your marital in your marital right, relationship. Because like, you're like, put that book down and, honey, and it's time it. to do the dishes. I'm busy! Yep. Yep, yep, see, yep. See, I didn't have that problem. My wife actually got hooked on the book. Uh, see, and my wife and my wife looks at me reading a book is like, well, at least it's not him being on his phone. And it actually just feels grateful. So see, maybe the problem is, is you just you didn't lower the bar. Yeah, but low what happens enough? when it's a comic book? Those have okay, pictures. That doesn't count. Book. Actually, no, she doesn't get mad at me if I read a comic book. My my wife is my my wife is uh elementary school teacher so she's kind of my she, wife so she has a weird double do. standard where it's like if it's a comic book it's like 
can't you read a real book? But if it's a children's book, it's like, oh, people don't understand. Children's books are the real books. It's like, oh, it's like, what? Double standard. <laughs> it's such a double standard. It's double like, that doesn't standard. make any sense. <laughs> say, if you're reading, you're reading. I think reading for to read is all that matters. As long as people are reading. You know how many people probably read books nowadays? Yeah, um, exactly. I, they, that's exactly how many right there. You didn't have to say anything because practically nobody really reads book like sh- reads as many books as they should. You know, if I wasn't talking on my phone right now, I would totally use my phone to look up um, the numbers for best selling novels just to disprove you, just because I f- would feel like doing that. I am <laughs> people not read, talking people about people read that. all the time. You don't, just on their Kindles or their phone. Be, or... Just because somebody buys a book doesn't mean they actually read it. Do you, many, do you know how many people in this world buy books and don't actually read them? They just have the books? Touche. Exactly. That's what I thought. Now, moving on. Um, let's see. <laughs> Where was I? Yes, Mistborn, HBO. <laughs> uh. I think you were actually getting to the... Welcome to Sons of Comics, everyone. Hold on, don't spoil it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't. Sorry, I won't. It. I won't spoil that, but I, I will spoil uh, the part where Aragorn shows up in Game of Thrones, and it turns out it's been connected to Lord of the Rings the whole time. No. Oh, sorry, I'm such a dick. Son of a. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's more about HBO that I that we're gonna get to that uh um. But I'm gonna, yeah, we're, we're gonna get there eventually. But anyway, welcome everybody to Sons of Comics podcast. I'm Steve Pugh. I'm Scott Hill, and I am the amazing Cameron Monk. Oh, he is the amazing Cameron Monk. That sounds like a can play. I, that sounds can like I, a, 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 can I add a superlative. That was great. Like I want to be all Marvel Comics too, and have like yeah, an adjective. You know, it's like. Just so let's see. I'm 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 the um, stupendous ex- Scott. Stupendous Scott. I'll take it. Yeah, stupendous. stupendous. Ah, oh, but now I can't use stupendous for my name. And my well, you name can use an S. You can use stupendous, and I can use. Give me a second. I'll think of something exuberant. No, there was know. a there was a there was a good word that I was thinking of, but I don't think it really fits. It was uh, surreptitious. Mm. It's a good <laughs> word. It's a good word, but it doesn't really fit. Using those big words again. Yep, yep. All that sesquihational loquaciousness. Come on. It's just because I use that one word that one time. I use gravitas in a in a sentence, and you're like, "Whoa, okay, Mister, uh, Mister, uh, what is it?" Whoa, <laughs> are not we not the height of pretentiousnessosity? It's a good word. <laughs> you, if you hear someone use that word in another podcast, why why shouldn't I use it? It's just good grammar. Probably because you don't have much gravitas. I may not have the you gravitas, have to have but gravitas the stuff we talk to about say does. gravitas. Like, I mean, if James Earl Jones was to say gravitas, you'd be like, oh, damn, that's some gravitas right there. But yeah, that's because it's Darth Vader talking to you. Damn right. It, that's freaking Thulsa Doom saying those words to you. <laughs> but, anyway, you know, yeah. this is a podcast where we talk about all things comic book related, comic book media, TV shows, movie, uh, TV shows, movies. Uh, comic books themselves, cartoons, you name it, we chat about it. So That's right. Uh, this week's been a big week for DC Warner Brothers. 
And a lot of other uh, TV reporters and online journalists have had the amazing opportunity to visit the set of the Justice League movie, which is by far, it has to be one of the most amazing experiences for those uh, that got to visit. I, I'm, I, I'm jealous of the person who got a high five Wonder Woman. I'm like... Oh, I'm sure as woman. soon as you went to go high fiver, you'd probably pass out before your hands touched. No, 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 because even if I passed out, I know from sleepwalking, I would still connect and and finish the high five and walk away and then collapse in private. That high five and not remember any of the not remember the any of the experience, but I would like ask other people, it's like, so when I high fived with her, did it connect? They'd be like, Yeah, I connected. Why? It's like because I passed out like right before that happened. It's like you did? It's like it's yeah, I've been practicing house. I've been practicing this moment for like my whole life so that even if I passed out, I would still sleepwalk through it. So I mean, I, it's sad I can't remember, but at least it connected. I didn't embarrass myself in front of one. So unfair that so many people got to go, you know, go visit the set. But on a, like a PR and marketing note, I almost think it was unwise to do the set visit so early, just because it's such a long time in coming. I mean, it's it's good, it's overall good, but I kind of think it's uh, it's something. It it that's, feels almost too too penitent too early, you that, know, that's, trying to repent for their sins uh, way too early. Like maybe yeah. maybe they could have waited a few more months before doing this, but overall, I think it's really cool, and I'm excited either way about all the stuff we're gonna chat about. But I don't know, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, they they kind of did the same thing with Batman v Superman too. Like, I mean, they were advertising that long before it was filmed and before it came out, and you know, it had like a really long wind up time before it actually hit theaters. So, depending on who you ask, it's either a really really good thing. Or a, well, here we go, going to get more crap thing. I'm going to be, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be kind and not say what my opinion is. Oh, this will be fun. Uh, <laughs> Cameron? You know, I'm, I'm kind of mixed as, as well. I mean, it with, with Batman versus Superman, it was kind of the same thing. I mean, everybody was so stoked when they first started seeing things, and then it just it kind of fell in the background with all the other stuff that was coming because it was like, oh, Captain America Civil War, it's newer, you know? Yeah. You know, who cares when Batman vs. Superman's coming out, you know? It, it's been so long that I've been waiting that I don't care anymore. We're Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I, I feel that could happen to them, but I don't know. Wasn't it early for Star Wars coming out kind of a thing? No, Star Wars like actually operated in secret. Like they kind of yeah, they did. They didn't, didn't they? really start okay. advertising until like after they finished filming. Like before that, all they did was just they gave like little teasings here and there, but right. they didn't like allow set visits. They didn't. They you know it's it was all extremely controlled like what they would allow. Whereas in this case, it's it almost kind of feels like hey press come here and validate us in the press that we're, we're, we know what the crap we're doing. Please, pretty please, you know, have at it. You can, you can have uh, as much of a gander as you want. I don't think it's as much as like they begged people to come or as people, they're just like, Oh, we're opening up and you can come check it out. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's something like that, but I mean, another one that also had a long wind up time though too, was Warcraft. And that seemed to open. Well, 
mostly in America, it opened to a gigantic meh. If you're in China, though, like that. And you're in China, you're you went you know batshit crazy over it. You, yeah, apparently. You, I think part of that has to do with the fact that every everybody in China. Movie, well, no, I mean like every foreign movie feels more cultured than it is just because it's foreign, you know. So for us, we're watching it in English, and it it's it, it seems like uh, this isn't this is taking itself way too seriously and. You know, it needs more fun or levity or whatever. But it's like, if you're Chinese, it's like, oh, it's in, di- it's in a different language. It's so profound. The Sir, other part of that. even more profound in its original language. The other side of that coin is that freaking everybody in China plays Warcraft. They all play Dota. They all yep. play Warcraft 2, yep, 3, totally. Frozen but, Throne, any of the DLC. Sure they play to, WoW. I'm sure that adds to it as well. Because a similar thing happened with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Where it's like, that movie was like as big as a foreign film can be here in the United States when it came out, which, you know, comparatively is not that big, but for a foreign film, it was like huge. But yet in its native China, people are like, it wasn't that good. The people, you could tell they weren't native Cantonese speakers. They had weird accents. So it's just kind of funny where it's like people in America who love that movie hold it in higher reverence because they don't realize that their accents are bad or that they just the dialogue is tried or you know what I mean? Where So I'm wondering if Warcraft benefits similarly where it's like they don't, you know, people in other languages and cultures don't realize how clumsy it feels to native English speakers. That's a good point. A good Thank point. you. Thank you. See, did you hear that, Steve? Did you hear that? Well, I wasn't that sort of validation that I constantly am trying to earn from you and that you just, you refuse. And so as a result, I just keep talking and talking, hoping I'll eventually get it. Then I end up dominating the conversation. You just tell me to shut up and the vicious cycle repeats itself. So thank you, Robert, for being here. I'm okay. Yes, you are okay. And you did a good job. There's, I'm giving you a metaphorical pat on the back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. There you go. Uh, so first on the list of things, uh, we got to first look at uh, the new Batmobile, which honestly I don't see a big difference from the old one. Neither do I. I was like, uh, that's a Batmobile. So, so we're, I'm pretty sure this is like the exact same thing, apart from the uh, the guns on the front are actually a little different. Uh, which and it actually which, looks like he you know he he took it to the to the uh, car wash and it's and he got it cleaned. Which. Which cracks me up is that apparently there's also going to be like an even bigger gun on the top of the roof. So it's almost like they heard people's criticisms that Batman has lethal weaponry, you know, lethal guns on his Batmobile. It's like, we're going to answer that criticism by putting more guns on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, from what we from what we read in uh, in all these other other articles, you know, they're going to be going up against a, a lot of stuff. They're going to be going up against a lot of parademons and, and a lot more that we'll get into. And a, and a 60s rock band that will take you on a magic carpet ride. Apparently there's a machine that Bruce Wayne had or pulls out of whatever the Wayne Tech archives that's that was made back in the 60s. Uh, is it called the Crawler. So I'm, I'm interested to see what that looks like. Uh, oh, is, that you, a, is that actually you, the case? I was just making yeah. a Steppenwolf reference. Oh. Did you... Cameron, did you see the Batmobile there? Yeah, I did. I... I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. It's, it looks the same. I mean, like, I'm looking at it right now, and, like, 
Maybe there's it's a little Batmobile. Batmobile. Yeah, I mean, but I like the Batmobile and Batman versus Superman. Don't change it, really. It was probably yeah. my favorites out of them all. Yeah, this it's it's a it's a toss up for me from uh, the Arkham Knight Batmobile and the Batman v Superman Batmobile, and I'm edging on the uh, the BVS one just because. Uh, I I kind of like the longer design. The one from Arkham Knight's like super short. Like it, it looks like the the Arkham Knight one is like no longer than an average sedan, but the BVS one is like watching a a, a militarized Corvette rolling around the streets, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, right. I, I still I still have a a fond place in my heart for uh, the original Tim Michael Keaton one. Like I just it was, was such a it was such a sleek like almost beautiful beautifully formed design so it's like when i when i look at a more classic batmobile that one's still my favorite when i look at like weird what's the most alternative take we could do on the batmobile i love <laughs> batman and robin <laughs> well oh hell no that was that <laughs> oh, was hot man. neon garbage no like i love i love one of the reasons why i love the tumbler is that it's like it's like we're it's like we're not we're it almost felt like we're not gonna top the tim burton batmobile so we're not even gonna try we're gonna like go we're gonna stretch the definition of what a batmobile is oh, they're gonna go way the other way yeah yeah we're gonna way the other way and so like looking at it that way the batmobile in both uh the arkham knight games and and this and batman v superman feels like a really good compromise between the two it seems like it has the overall like kind of form and shape of the tim burton one but with like the militarized tactical functional um feeling of uh, of the christopher nolan movie so i don't dislike it because uh, you look at it it's like that's a batmobile that looks oh, yeah. like a perfectly fine batmobile but uh, it's also didn't you I'm both like, like didn't you both like the chase scene did you both um, like the chase scene in bvs the i was okay with it, I, it yeah like i mean looking at it as a piece of cinema it's a good piece of cinema looking at it in terms of wait did batman just literally blow up that car with a guy still in it that gave me pause but (laughs) that's that's me mincing i i'll be honest okay okay you don't have to like murderous batman i i I like murderous batman that's it's (laughs) it's okay with me (laughs) i like i like a restrained murderous batman which i felt that the tim burton batman was he was like you know, I, this... I think he was murderous, but he didn't. Uh, Tim Burton maybe didn't realize that he was being murderous until after the act. Like I think he probably went back and watched his own movie. After I was like, oh yeah, he did like, kill someone. Oh, I didn't even did, think about that. He did blow up that factory that probably had like a dozen or so workers in it. Oh man, I forgot about the workers. Damn, how did I forget about the workers? Oh man, he did throw that big buff guy down, the, um, down the that, stairwell. That big black guy down the stair, down the bell tower. He did do that, didn't he? Oh, yeah, like that guy probably yeah. landed on some. But I kind of liked that because it felt, open. it felt less trigger happy and more like, well, Batman did what Batman had to do. Whereas this one, it just sort of felt like <laughs> Batman just like. I'm gonna blow up the back of this car, and if the guy makes it, it almost—it it almost reminded me of like, have you seen the college humor sketch where Batman? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. It—it it almost literally felt like that to me, where it's just Pat sort of Oswald. like, it's like he, yeah, like he shoots someone. It's like he oh, just he, killed he just that person. Yeah. No, he's just asleep. Did you see that like, one, Cameron? 
Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm not going to lie when it came to Batman <laughs> killing people, but yeah, being ticked off at Superman and all the people he killed, it kind of felt like that college Huber sketch to me where it's like, okay, where do you get off being ticked at the collateral damage Superman's causing when you cause just as much collateral damage, dude. Oh, but they're just sleeping. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. <laughs> but as far as, as far as like cinematically the chase scene. Yeah. You know, um, um, Zack Snyder knows how to do action. He knows how to do good, good action. I still, I still prefer the way he films his action over the way Christopher Nolan kind of does some of his. Then that's just personal preference, but no, I, I, I agree. Like that was, that was always his weakness. Though I think to be fair, Christopher Nolan got better as the movies went on. Like the shaky oh, I... cam got yeah. less shaky. You could yeah. see what was happening better. It like. By the time you get the, to the Dark Knight Rises, there was like no shaky cam at all. Like you, you got a good clear vision of Most everything of it, that was yeah. going on, and like the rooftop fight that he and Catwoman have has with all the guys, I thought was like legitimately cool, and also works really well if you substitute the Batman Beyond soundtrack. But that's just my own nerdery and playing around with video. Oh, I can um, never get enough of that sound. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, uh, Cameron, yeah. what did you what do you think based on the like film wise? No, I I do like the action sequences a lot better um, in Batman vs Superman. I mean, we got to see Batman actually, you know, one one camera kind of take, you know, taking on guys where you know Christopher Nolan it was like you know oh we'll do it from this angle and then we'll change it to this angle and then this angle and it's like stop moving around. Let yes. me actually see Batman do something instead of like different angles of his face. So I don't know. That's my opinion on it. So no, I can. Yeah, I can. I can see that. Yep, I uh, I can see that too. And I I I would have to agree. I kind of like the kind of the tones that Christopher Nolan does, um, but I I still also like the way that Zack Snyder kind of positions things. And like you said, he kind of goes for the one camera. Uh, yeah. One camera follow, so you can get a clear vision of what's yeah. kind of happening. You get a full, get a full, uh, how what's the word I'm looking for? A full view of what's happening. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's, I think that's because Christopher Nolan's primarily an independent, um, idea type of director who was dabbling in action, whereas Zack Snyder is very much an action director. Like you can tell, that's when he's most within his element is when he can construct an action scene and make it flow and make it, you know, like just, and just presents the kinetic excitement that comes from it. Whereas in some ways, Chris or Nolan almost felt like a formality where it's like, well, it's a Batman movie. So I guess he has to fight. Um, how can we make it exciting? Shake the camera a bit. <laughs> let's make, them, said, let's though, make them really confused. It'll that help. Said, yeah. That said though, I feel like I feel like while while Zack Snyder definitely does a better job of presenting the action better, I feel like Christopher Nolan's plotting of what is actually happening, you know, I, I mean if when you watch it several times you can finally cut through like, oh, that's what was going on in that shot. Like yeah. I feel like his plotting of what was actually happening was better because the whole fight that um, Batman was doing with the guys in the warehouse trying to save Martha. 
I'm just sitting there thinking, man, this isn't terribly efficient, is it? Like, the guys in the other room have had plenty of time to hear the ruckus going on out there and say, let's just shoot the girl. Like, it's only by the grace of God they haven't yet. Like, how long has he been, like, beating on these guys? Like, whereas in the Christopher Nolan movies, it's like, done, they're gone. Hmm. You didn't see it because we shook the camera so much. But they're taken <laughs> care of. Like, he was, I felt like Batman was more efficient. Like, he, he controlled the game better. Whereas this one, I just think it's funny because, like, one of our fans that, uh, I actually get to talk to. We have one fan I know of, and he talks to me. He, he said he didn't like the Christopher Nolan movies because he felt like they made Batman seem like too much of a brawler. And he's like, Batman's not a brawler. But yet I look at Batman v Superman, I feel like he's way more of a brawler in that movie than he is in the Christopher Nolan films. I just feel like he's more Batman-ish in BVS just because I I got to see him really take the fight to the criminals in a way that I didn't see in like the Chris Nolan films. Like I watched him kind of, he did have a plan going in. Like he, he, he does his typical, you know, Batman things that he likes to do. He comes from the floor, goes up high. He yeah. disarms, he disarms as many as he can first off to clear the room, takes them down, uh, as many as he can deals with the problems that he can foresee uses lots of gadgets while he's fighting, you know, lots of that stuff. It is just feels felt more Batmish to me. Um, although in, uh, in Christopher Nolan's, uh, films, he definitely, he liked to set the stage a lot better when he had the time, you know, he liked to, to really put the fear in criminal, you know, striking the shadows, uh, in his, in his perfect way that he, he wanted to, Although I guess in our fight scene in BVS, he didn't really have time to like, okay, yeah. I have to get in there right now and I have to do this. I don't have time to, 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 yeah. to, to set a complete stage. So, so who knows in the justice league movie, we might see a situation where he's able to, you know, have his classic prep time that his, everyone his says. Time. Yeah. But I always like hark like, back to that moment. Like in, uh, if you, you guys have seen, um, the A team, the most recent one, he's like, Sitting in the prison, uh, Liam Neeson's character, and he's like, "Give me, give me fifteen minutes, I'm good. Give me an hour, I'm great. But you give me six months, and I'm unbeatable." You know, I was like, "That sounds like a very Batman-ish line." That why is, is that a mo- very Batman. Why is the not a bad movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Like, but let's think, move on to our next one. Yeah, yeah. We can go on for this forever, and I think it's just because Zero. different parts of the Batman character that we each yeah. respectively. Yeah, look at. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, good news for for most of us here. I don't know about Cameron, but Junkie XL is gonna score Justice League. I am. That makes me so happy. He oh, has been. Yeah. He has been killing it in the Spot score on. department lately. Like his Daredevils, uh, Daredevil. Why do I always do that? Deadpool. Deadpool. His Deadpool yeah. score was just like, yes. I loved yeah. his work with Hans Zimmer on BVS. I. Personally, I, I yeah, really, I really enjoy it. Like, I totally agree. Like, I feel like Hans Zimmer has had a lot of protégés. and uh, This is his true protégé right here. I feel I firmly agree. Like, I mean, like, uh, there's been so many other protégés of Hans Zimmer that kind of feel like, wow, you, all you really learned is to basically just copy Hans Zimmer and not as well. But this is, you know. Junkie XL has his very distinct style of yeah. music that's it's you can kind of feel it kind of feels a little bit like Hans Zimmer but it's it is very distinct yeah 
Yeah, it feels it it feels informed by but not beholden to Hans Zimmer's. Yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. If yeah. you've got the, the language skills that Scott does. That's right. Well, it's because I have the natural gravitas. Yes, the gravitas. So, that's right. Hashtag gravitas. <laughs> but yeah, like his score for his score for Mad Max Fury Road. Oh my like, gosh, one of my one of the best ever. Yeah, like well, and I recently watched all three of the original Mad Max movies. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, and it's like, even Thunderdome. Even Thunderdome, and I'm you like, have to you, watch know? you didn't have to watch Thunderdome. You know that, right? I, I well, I mean, I no one's also, handcuffing you to your your couch. To I watch also that movie, had right? a coloring app that I could turn to <laughs> when. The random, when the random Peter Pan movie that Thunderdome turns into. He was, you were not on a coloring app. You were playing Tetris or Bejeweled Blitz. You were totally not coloring, were you? I was straight up coloring. I could show oh, the no pictures way. I colored. They, dude, don't try and shame me. Coloring is fun. Coloring is fun. I'm not down. I've got a Deadpool coloring book upstairs that I'm working yeah. on, okay? No, there's there's tons of coloring apps on your phone, actually. And I've actually been having fun, like, because they'll like, they'll do all sorts of like general, non-specific stuff. Like here's some patterns, or here's just some like style, or you know, color some average woman with pretty hair, and I'll just be like, okay, some average. Woman. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'll take this average. They're woman all average. Pretty. I'll take this. I'll take this. I'll take this picture of a woman, and I'm gonna color her like Storm, so she has like, you know, beautiful dark ebony skin and silver hair, and it's like I'm gonna do this one like Mystique, blue skin with red hair, and it's like. Straight up, yeah. Speaking I, I of coloring, did you see Scott's latest drawing? He did a sweet sketch of uh, of Hellboy. He posted it on Facebook. I did? When did I do that? No, 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 no. I mean, uh, Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. Cameron. Cameron like, did this dope like, sketch of Hellboy. Gosh, I like dang it. No nice memory. Job. Nice job. I liked it. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> You can toot your own, just toot your own horn. Just go ahead and do it. Great, man. Nobody knew, no, nobody knew that Cameron was secretly drawing the stuff I was posting, and now you just spoiled it. You've now just turned I, me into the milly vanilli of comic I'm a copycat. Thank you. What can I say? No, but but Cameron did this sweet sketch of help <laughs> today, and it was awesome. <laughs> I was wondering why I had no memory of doing. We this. got too many people on here and screwing up Steve. That's true. You guys were both sitting in front of me. This would be so much easier. Hey, I'm I'm at your house recording in another room. You're the one who told me that I'm, you know I'm you needed your own echo. space. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night. It all helps me sleep at night. You know what really helps me sleep at night? Cam- Valium. No, not Valium. I don't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind trying an Ambien once. <laughs> oh man! Just yeah. once, maybe just once. Uh. Anyway, off hashtag of value. Gravitas. Yeah, hashtag bringing the gravitas back to this right. to this podcast. Um. So one of the big things that that um these articles are trying to to show or that justice league set visit is trying to portray is that DC Warner brothers has heard the outcry from fans and from critics and is, and that is that they're listening, you know, they're taking these things into account. They're making changes and they're trying to do better. 
So that's an admission. I mean, that is kind of an admission that maybe they they hit the wrong mark and they went the wrong direction, but they're trying to they're trying to repair that. Um, so from all the things that I've I've read and that I've heard and and from all the articles, you know, that are just like sitting here in front of me, they're 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 really trying to change the tone of the movie. They're trying to uh, make it more, I guess, kind of more user friendly. I guess I would say they're trying to they're they're adding humor. They're adding more humor into it. They're making it lighter. Like this is a they're saying this is a very different film from Batman v Superman. They're they're trying they're trying to get that Civil War uh, mojo going. Is 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 what the cynical would say. I think the cynical would say they're just trying to make a Marvel a Marvel movie. They're yeah. trying to take a Marvel formula and add it to a DC film, which in a way it kind of feels that way, but at the same time it doesn't because it's still going to be a dark, very See, you know they're I, all, they're all dark gothic movies. Yeah, like I they're adding. I honestly I don't care. Like I just I just want it to be a good movie. If it's a good. If it's a good dark movie, dark and serious and somber movie, but still good, I'm satisfied. If it's a lighter, friendlier, more user-friendly movie or what have you, I'm satisfied too. I just, like, I, the whole grimness and darkness only bothers me in that I get worried when I see people try and use grim and dark as, like, as like trying to be some sort of guarantee that it's good. It's going to be good because it's dark. It's like, well, movie being dark is no guarantee of quality. There's plenty of crappy movies that are dark and there's plenty of crappy movies that are light. There's, it's like, tell me it's good. Yeah. Have <laughs> you ever seen Thor the Dark World? So, so that movie was not good. No, that movie was balls. It was just that. Just, that movie garbage. was my third ball that got that I got rid of through surgery that's that's how balls that movie was oh you know and we'll we'll we won't hashtag TMI. Hash, yeah hashtag let's see thor the... hashtag um just making crap up hashtag thor the dark world brought it made it made my life real dark you know uh so uh i think they they are list- like my position is i really do think they are listening to the fans and they're listening to critics alike and they're trying to make some some heavy changes uh to kind of like I, like I said before they're trying to get more people to to see the movies which is a good thing yeah and i think one of the steps that they've taken that i think was a uh, the right choice was to make ben affleck uh an executive producer while all I... you know kind of kind of having him hold the reins over Zack Snyder to make sure he's kind of you know, taking the in. right, yeah, yeah, rein him in. Make sure he's heading the right direction. I, I perfectly agree because, like, you know, as I was always, as I was saying before, Batman v Superman came out, and people were like, "Oh, I don't know about Bat Ben Affleck as Batman." I'm like, well, I mean, his movies that he's directed lately have been, you know, like he's he's made a huge turnaround from his Daredevil, Armageddon, Jiggly days. Like he's he he directs good films, he writes good films, and he's lately been starring in good films too. Like he's he's really he's proven why he won an Oscar. That talented of an actor, the turned director can do amazing things. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's got he has good instincts for storytelling. And the thing about Zack Snyder too is that Zack Snyder 
Zack Snyder is has the chops to be a good director, but when he's reined in, you know, like I still think one of Zack Snyder's best movies was probably one of his best movies because he was young enough and didn't have enough clout to do whatever the crap he wanted, and that's Dawn of the Dead. Like the you know one of the very first movie he directed. Like you watched sure, that movie, and that movie is. I've never seen it, Cameron. Have you seen Dawn of the Dead? I did. I actually liked it. I'm a I'm a big Dawn of the Dead fan. I mean, I own it, so yeah, I, like, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. It, it's it is kind of like you like the earlier stuff of of directors and things more than Steven when Spielberg. Like, yeah, like when oh, they get. Oh, you a shut movie. your mouth. Bridge of Spies was a good movie. I haven't seen it, so I can't say that. Yeah, well, then you don't talk. <laughs> I, I, I'll admit I am excited for kind of BFG, as weird as that sounds. It, it yeah. kind of caught my interest. But... Well, it, 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 feels, it also feels like him like returning back to his nostalgic days. Like he's, That's the thing. Steven Spielberg like, makes less nostalgic movies now. And yeah. so it's like... It's a, but the saying at the same time, though, I, I will... I will slap anyone who says he doesn't make good movies anymore because Lincoln, War Horse, Bridge of Spies, those are all good movies. Oh, I I would I didn't say that they that anything he's made recently isn't good or anything. I just say I like I like his old stuff better. Oh, that's true. That is true. But yeah. but at the same time though, that statement is still false because you can't say you like his old stuff better if you haven't seen his new stuff cuz how do you know his new stuff? Oh, I like I like Lincoln, and I liked a few of the other things that he's done. I'm just okay. because uh, I'm so tied to my childhood and all the things that he did <laughs> back then. I, I love that you try to meet my my uh, pedantry head on instead of just being like Scott, quit talking out of your ass. Like it's 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 kind of adorable. <laughs> oh, I just I just have to speak my mind. <laughs> but. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's true. Like, a lot of the directors are that way. I mean, an exception to that, though, would be um, the guy who, uh, his name just suddenly escaped me, but the one who directed Mad Max Fury Road, like... George Miller? George yeah, Miller. George Miller, like, it's like, the dude is a grandpa. He is, he's... I know, and he made Fury Road. He, he did. freaking made did. Fury Road, and he's I mean, planning he's more. 70? Yeah. Dude, yeah, the guy's still like rocking 70. it. Yeah, we're talking about the and and not only that too, we're talking about the director of Babe Pig in the City, like making the like the the poster movie for you will never be this metal. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's like yeah. And having gone through the original movies, it's like Everything that was good about the original movies is basically whipped up into Fury Road and like times. It's it's almost kind of sad. It invalidates the old movies. You don't you don't need them anymore. You've got oh Fury no, Road. you don't. Yeah, you got Fury Road, which basically accounts for all of it. So yeah. all the good stuff, at least. Yeah. Um. So back to uh, Ben Affleck over you know, being an EP over the movie and directing uh, the Batman film, hopefully to come in 2018. Uh, He said, there's definitely room for more humor. DC movies are, I think, by their nature, still a bit more gothic and a bit more mythic than some some comic book movies are. But BVS was a heavy, darker movie. So I, I definitely agree with that, but I'm glad that he said, you know, there's room for humor and it, 
the DC universe definitely could use more, and it's not like there can't be. This isn't a universe yeah. where they can't have humor or anything like that. In fact, right. Flash is a really uh, fun character to have in the movies, and so is Cyborg. You know, they're... Cyborg started out by being like this high school football player turned into this robot. So, I mean, why not have tons of jokes with him? I mean, there's plenty to go around. Yeah. Batman has his moments where he can be funny, and I'm not, uh, you know, I bet Superman has his moments too. Although, yeah. you know, he's, I don't know, he's kind I, of. I did love, though, how like these articles almost seem to like just ignore saying anything about Superman as if like he didn't he's exist. Not, yeah, it's like it's like oh he's not coming back for this movie. It's like oh who are you kidding? Yeah, well, he'll who be are you there. Kidding? But the speculation is how he comes back, which is going to be interesting and I've heard, you know, lots of interesting reasons. That is one thing I'm honestly ticked about that they blew their load with the the sorry, I've um spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Batman v Superman. Three, two, one. That they blew their load with the freaking death of Superman storyline. It's like only the second movie involving this version of Superman, and you already pull out that storyline. It's like we—I barely even feel like I know him yet as a character. How am I supposed to feel? How am I supposed to feel any gravitas? Hashtag toward, gravitas toward his death. Like, I mean, how is his death supposed to carry any gravitas? Like, it's like, it's like I still feel like i you know we didn't get a sense of what made him tick you know like like i feel like we saw the world like we saw him from outside eyes but i still feel like we didn't get much chance to see the world through his eyes um metaphorically not literally because we did literally see his eyes you know when he saw people actually but you know what i mean like it's just sort of like i felt like i felt like his viewpoint is one that very quickly through the process of these movies got buried. It's just sort of like, oh, we don't care about Superman's viewpoint. He's unrelatable and blah, 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 blah. And I'm a fake geek. Uh, I'm a fake geek comic nerd who doesn't understand how someone who has the power to be the world's greatest dick but decides to be a nice guy instead can be relatable. That probably says more about me than the character, though. <laughs> uh, I just don't want to see sad sad Superman anymore. I want happy Superman. I well, want... That's you know, part of it too. Like that's, you know, no that's more, part of it no too. More of that. Like happy, like Superman getting a little frisky with Lois Lane and climbing into the tub while still wearing his clothes is, you know, Superman has a playful side, and I like I like that scene because he I does. felt it showed his playful side, and it's like, and so I agree. I I don't want to see grim, dark, sad, standing in the rain. I look like I have I, I black I eye like, makeup running underneath his eyes. Yeah, looking cut looking from, uh, Spider-Man three. Yeah, you know, looking like he's trying. Looking like he uh, he accidentally got poo in his mouth because he's like really holding his lip like down. Like you know, I don't want to see that Superman. I want to see the smiling, affable. You know, I I want to see basically what um. Oh my gosh, I can't remember names to save my life. The actor who played him. Uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah, I want to see what Henry Cavill was like on the press tour, but as Superman. When he's sitting there interviewing some kids, it's like, so who's your favorite, Who's your, who are your favorite superheroes? And, you know, it's like, Batman. It's like, are you sure you like Batman? Really? Like, are you sure? Why, why not Superman? Like, he was funny and he was charming. And it's like, none of that was in the movie, I felt. Like, he didn't. What about you, Cameron? Uh, 
I'm going to make predictions here. I think he's going to come back with a mullet. That's all I can say. Oh. Mullet oh. Superman, it's coming. Oh, oh, definitely. Jack Burton's Jack, hashtag Jack Burton Superman. Yep. Hashtag Kurt Russell Superman. <laughs> all black. Do you think he's going to split into 80s two? Hashtag 80s Kurt Russell Superman. Kurt do you think Russell he's going to... Do you think after that he's then gonna like split into two, like a red electric Superman yeah. and a yeah, and a blue electric Superman? They're, they're just gonna go, we're gonna go with the story. We're gonna just follow it. One of That's the right. uh, theories that I heard uh, was that he'll be he'll be brought back to life possibly by Steppenwolf and turn into a super parademon. So they're going to, that's how they get him back in the film. And then one of the goals of the Justice League is to figure out how to how to get him back, how to, how to save him. I, I, and, I already am picturing, I already am picturing the scene. It's like, I like to move and burn and friend. All of a sudden, like Superman's back as a parademon. Come, why don't you come with me, little girl? On magic <laughs> carpet ride. Oh, that'll be, that'd be just, that sounds creepy, actually. With that music? Yeah, yeah. Just... Well, I mean... You weird. know the band that sings that song, right? It's Steppenwolf. That's Steppenwolf. That's, that is Steppenwolf, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like that joke. I will never not make that joke now. They kind of brought it on themselves. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Hashtag come with me, little girl, on a magic carpet ride. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like, who's your villain? Our villain is a rock band from the 60s. It's going to take you on a magic carpet ride. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> By the way, Austin Powers is his henchman. Groovy baby. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, Come I on, you like, would watch I, it. You would watch I, the heck out of that movie. movie. Yeah, that's, totally. that's interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not gonna go uh, see. So there's a uh, there's plenty of talk about some of the scenes that happen in the movie that are that I think are really exciting. And one of them that I wanted to go over, well, actually, there's two that I want to talk about. The first is the introduction of Barry Allen to Bruce Wayne in his in uh, Barry's apartment, which apparently is in like a like a warehouse, which sounds which sounds so he's living in a warehouse, Appa- some kind of warehouse apartment, like a loft apartment, maybe. They really are making this the hobo Flash, aren't they? With like the long like. With like the long hair. Oh, the funny thing bun. that I thought the thing I thought was funny is like, oh that. So the scene turns out uh, Bruce Wayne's in his apartment. He's sitting in a chair and he's like, oh, you're Barry Allen. I'm Bruce Wayne. And uh, they they introduce each other in, themselves to each other. And then he holds up a picture from the footage that we saw in uh, BVS. And he's like, is this you? And he's like, oh no, that's just some other you know good looking Jewish boy. You know, I was like, "Whoa, I, are they making this uh, Barry Allen Jewish now?" So, Wait, another good-looking Jewish boy? That can only be uh, Danny Sexbang of Ninja Sex Party. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, I will educate you. It is one of the best. Is this another one of those hipster things? Uh, sort of, but with more dick jokes. Oh, okay. I can work with that. Yeah, yeah. It's a. They're a really funny. Um, a really funny band that does a lot of their stuff through YouTube, and oh. uh, they're both they're both ninjas. They're led by ninja. Uh, they're led by Danny Sexbang, who's who's a hot Jew with like long Led Zeppelin st- style flowing hair, and then his uh, and then his singing part. Well, his band partner is Ninja Brian, 
who basically just murders everyone always and never talks. Hmm. And they're hysterical. Sounds fun. Yeah. Like uh, one of my favorite songs by them is how um, is Danny Sex Bang singing about how his relationship with his girlfriend has gotten so deeper. There's so much deeper because he's had sex with all of her objects in her house. Like (laughs) he dropped his, he dropped his package in her mailbox. Um, He went down on on all her stairs. He blew his load in inside her washer. Oh my gosh. Like it's so funny. (laughs) And the whole video, like kids stop listening to this right now. This is terrible. Don't don't listen to this. That's putting explicit on this one. Yeah. I'm going to have to put the E on this one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Darn you, Scott! You just you just ruined a perfectly family friendly episode of the Sons of Comics podcast. But in other words, you have raised our ratings by pervert. I don't know. You know, from from you know uh, mildly invasive to pervert. You know, we got a lot of perverts out there now listening to us. Now the, folks, I'm, I'm okay all... with this actually. Okay, yeah. I'm. I'm uh... <laughs> You're you're saying this like I should feel guilty about it, and that's, Shame on you. that's quaint. No. Um, back to what we were talking about here, though. Um, here. so Barry, sorry, uh, I am sorry. Barry's back in his apartment. <laughs> Bruce Wayne is talking to him. Uh, he's trying to get a like get around what Barry Allen is like deflecting him. He's like, you know, I'm not the flat. I'm not this guy. I I can't run fast. And till Bruce Wayne finally has had it, and he throws a battering at him and apparently <laughs> Barry slows down time, you know, like film wise, you know, like we're watching and he, you know, he kind of like takes it out of the air. He looks at it, you know, has one of those, uh, quick silver moments that we've seen from the, uh, X-Men films, which are awesome by the way. Yeah. And, yes. um, you know, he realizes that Bruce Wayne is Batman. You know what I think is the most interesting part of the whole scene though, is that after this happens, uh, Bruce Wayne is like, I want you to, you know, see if you join the Justice League. I'm recruiting a team, and basically, uh, Barry Allen immediately responds, "Yes, I want. I'm on. I'm in. I'm on. I'm on your team." So I, I thought it was cool, and I'm, I'm really glad that the Flash has been kind of branded as the comic relief in the film, which will, I think, really bring the, the grade of the film up. He, I mean, he fits, he fits the role well, even if. You know, even if uh, there is some part of me that is is sitting there being like, but, 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 um, Barry Allen isn't the funny one. That's, uh, that's, the, that's Wally West. Just stop making Barry Allen funny, people. And then I just tell that part of me to shut up and go back to its basement. No, I don't think that that part of you, you it actually exists. I, I, I won't, I won't accept that. It did for I the won't. 30 seconds for that, 30 that it seconds. took me to relate that overly long, not very funny anecdote. Like, so for a comparative attorney eternity, it did exist, but it's dead now. Well, okay. Now, now now it's buried. Now it's dead. Uh, Cameron, what did, what did you think about this scene? Did you read about it? I did. Um, I don't know. I don't like them giving things away. You think they're giving too much away? I, I'm I'm just kind of like it's like you're you're spoiling it for me. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like that asshole at work that ruined Superman versus Batman for me. And they're like, oh, and that part where Superman dies, and I was like, and I haven't seen it. Thanks. Jerk off. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously, it's like it's at, at that point, I kind of feel like they're trying too hard to sell the point that you want to see this movie. 
Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with the scene. I have a problem that they're telling me about it. I'm like, shut the hell up. Just give me a little bit of hint clips here. Don't give me a whole storyline, nothing. You know, you're you're not yeah. making me more excited. You're making me go. I don't need to see the movie now. Shut up, really. I mean, I know I'm sounding negative, but I mean, no, really, don't don't tell me how the movie is, because I mean, we've got how much longer, and are they going to keep doing this and be like, oh, and in this part, here's what well, how fruits Aquaman, you know, and well, they kind of did that again. They kind of did that with Batman v Superman. Like when you watch the actual movie. It's like, yeah, this played out almost exactly like the trailers did. Like, I kind of knew what was happening. Like, yeah. Don't, but you're don't. not going to tell me that you're not going to go, you're not going to buy the uh, the Ultimate Edition and see the extra 30 minutes. Because I totally, I'm totally buying that. Like, even though it, it comes out on might, digital HD, like, Monday. I might I'm do buying. so after seeing your copy of it. My sure, like I'm, my I'm, I'm not gonna run out though and be like, and be like, well, I absolutely hated the theatrical edition, but I trust them to not screw up on me now and like shell out <laughs> money on. No, I'm not gonna do that. It's like, no, it's like on the one you're hand, you're just conservative and you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, pay money for for a movie you may you may not completely enjoy, and that's understandable. No, I'm broke, dude. I did I. I mentioned being unemployed earlier, like which is only like ended today. So, I mean, you can call that conservative. I call it not having mon- uh, many options to spend my money, and I'm not gonna put it. Did someone kill me? Who needs? Oh, you you can always borrow my copy. Okay, thank you. That's what I'm here for. Thank you. Because then I, I, if I if I actually buy things, I don't do other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably still do it. Anyway. I, I do, I do, I do remain hopeful that the that the director's cut might make the movie better. But I don't. But part of me is also like I don't know because I mean the difference between the theatrical version of Watchmen versus the um the theatrical version of Watchmen to the um director's cut of that was that a movie that felt decent but kind of soulless all of a sudden felt all of a sudden resonated in a way that it didn't and felt like everything the movie should have been in the first place if that's whereas what with BV... this one I feel like it's like um the movie's still going to be a train wreck but at least it's going to be a train wreck that's a little bit more coherent if that's what it ends up being, where it it gives a better story, like it, if it can change the story in a fundamental way, that it makes more sense, guess. then then that's that's amazing. But either way, I mean, it can't it can't hurt anything <laughs> worse, right? <laughs> I don't no. know. I don't know. It, I I still love the movie. I've, I'm not saying I don't like it or anything like that. I still love it, and I'll watch it any time or day. But, um, I I have I have hopes for it. I'll I'll yeah. definitely say that. Uh, what about you, Cameron? No, I I want to go. I want the thirty. You know, extra. I just I want more parademons. Yeah, yeah. Life would always be a little bit better with a few more parademons. And, and I want a silhouette of Darkseid, but I don't feel I'm going to get it. 
Actually, Probably not. See, what I want is freaking... Uh, what I want is freaking Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. <laughs> That's what uh, I want. Uh, hey, I AKA want Granny. I want Granny. Granny goodness. Yeah, I want Granny goodness. <laughs> hey, you know, that usually comes as a package deal. Like, it's it is very rare you get Granny goodness without getting uh, Barda. Uh, Big Barda yeah. and therefore Mr. Miracle. Like, I mean... I, I love them just because it's like before, you know, before um, Dude, Mr. Miracle's wa- pretty sweet. Yeah, before Wash and Zoe in in Firefly, Mr. Miracle and Big Barter were the healthiest uh, marriage in all of comics. Like, they're they're such a great team. Who's the worst couple? Jean Grey and Cyclops. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm Thank you. Yes. yes. There's no doubt about it. I mean, really, and truthfully. Like, I mean, she's it's a dick. She's like. She's a mannequin. Yeah. You know, it's like it's. Yeah, you. It's a penis and a mannequin. Like, I mean, there's me raising the levels of this podcast again. But you know, it's. <laughs> this is like ultra prevert now. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> but I mean, it's. This is like this is like brown panel van with the glass bubble on the back yeah. and, a, and a guy wearing like with these huge like a huge pocket protector and some other nerdy stuff like yeah. asked, you know saying hey kid you want some candy the that's sad how thing, that's how pre the sad thing though about Jean Grey and Cyclops though is that um, I've actually been watching um, on uh, another person on YouTube there's uh, comic girl 119 I think it's just Comic Book Girl 19. The Something like that. Comic Book Girl 19. Something like that. Anyway. Um, huge fan of her, obviously, to the point that I never... You just like her because she's hot. No, I like her because <laughs> she, I can tell she's like a huge X-Men nut. And have you seen yes. her cosplay? She did a freaking yes. Robocop she's, cosplay. She's amazing. She's, she's very, awesome. very good. She She is awesome. But, like, I've been watching her history on the X-Men, and it's like, you know, I, I, I'll admit, I never, like, went back and read the old classic comics that most of the best storylines come from. And, like, you know, she's sitting there talking about the fact that, like, that you look at their relationship originally and how how now, you know, every, every adaptation we see, they, they basically start off together. But in the comic, it actually took a long while for them to finally admit they had feelings for each other. And it kind of, you know, it, it kind of like unspooled itself in good time to the point they're like, come on, you you love each other. Freaking get together. Like there was a total will they or won't they? Will you, you know, what I mean, it's like and then when they finally admit it, that's when she dies and becomes the phoenix. And it's like. No, such a gut wrench and everything like that. And so it's like kind of sad to see that. Apparently <laughs> it's not sad because they're a, they're a terrible couple. Well, they are a terrible they are couple. Now that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say, though. It's like they are now. Like apparently, before before it got to the point where it's like we don't care anymore. They were like a more exciting couple. I still like. I like. You know who I do like? I like uh, Peter Parker and. Actually, well, yes, but also I still kind of like Gwen. I like Gwen Stacy. Like he actually has some pretty decent relationships, and he has two mainly, and they're both actually usually pretty good. Like him and Mary Jane are great together, and then there there are stories where him and Gwen Stacy are really great together as well. 
Yeah. I always like Peter Parker I, and and his his love affairs. I, I feel like I feel like Gwen Stacy kind of uh, has a tendency to sort of push Peter Parker to reach higher, but yet I feel like Mary Jane has a really good quality where she allows him to feel like he can uh, feel like he can be himself. Like she she offers uh, like a sense of stability and a safe haven. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. Really, like a polygamous, a polyamorous relationship between the three of them would be best for all the parties involved. Oh, there with the big word of the night, polyamorous. Hashtag polyamorous, right there. Did you hear that? But, yeah, you know, but I, I'm, I, I think me that... and gravitas, really polyamorous. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag polyamorous. You won't get any big words out of me. Don't worry. Uh, uh-uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch you. You will. You will get one. You're going to get your own hashtag here. You just wait. I will. Just wait. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I always kind of felt like Mary Jane just was like, you know, you. it's okay for you to, for Peter Parker to feel sad and to, to, to feel like sometimes he can't win every battle and she's just kind of there for him. And then Gwen Stacy is like kind of his, like an intellectual equal. Yeah, like you could do better. Like, you could do you, more. It's like we can do better. It's like, let's you get you do better. back in the ring. You know. So yeah. So it's like I I honestly think that just what what is the you know the classic who's Archie gonna be with Betty or Veronica? In this case, I'm like, can he just have both? Like I mean, <laughs> can, like I think I think I both would be really good home. for him, and I honestly think they they might keep each other company on the late nights when he's not getting home because they both have suffered that problem too. Like, it's like Peter Parker's not home again. It's all right. We'll keep each other warm, you know. Like, and I'm I'm not meaning I'm not even meaning that, and I wouldn't mind watching because as much as I try and be a feminist, I'm still a guy sort of way. I mean that in a in a it would probably be the healthiest way for him to deal with worry about him not coming home i wouldn't mind seeing peter parker be the player and you know one night he's out with mary jane and then during the day he's like with gwen stacy and then on the weekends he goes and hangs out with felicia hardy that's because you're a chauvinistic pig who doesn't mind him being emotionally dishonest with a bunch of different women uh i i want i want emotional honesty no i just want to i just want to see my my heroes take another turn take a new turn you want dark and gritty not always. Not when it's Marvel, especially. Like, I don't mind. I like dark and gritty when it's DC because DC does it well. And There's different buzzwords that you use for the same thing in Marvel. Yeah, there there is, I'm sure. But conflicting I'm, and uh, and dramatic. Yeah, conflicting and dramatic. Those are those are fairly decent words. Means you, you know means in application mean basically the same thing, but totally different words, people uh cameron what about you what do you think are i just have to ask like what relationships in the comics do you do you like or hate um comic book relationships okay you're gonna think i'm really weird i did like the gambit and rogue kind of relationship oh no i'm with you okay you know I, i think it's mostly because they 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 could only have a relationship so far and you wanted it to be more yeah you know, um, non X Men. Um, I would say the best relationship I like is Harley Quinn and Joker. 
Mm. Yeah, okay. that's there's the one that's uh, that's always really? on the edge, right? Yeah, explain well, yourself. Explain. Okay. Um, what is that one comic book that they made that was base basically about Harley Quinn? It, it, it it's kind of like it, it's Harley about Quinn? Harley Quinn Volume One. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, hang on. Okay. Is that it? it Mad on? Love. Are you talking about it's Mad Love? Yeah, it, I think it's that one. You like know, the very was, first one that finally showed her origin story and everything. Yeah, like that. it was actually really good, and I liked it. And yeah, they're crazy, and and but I mean, really, truthfully, you never see a couple that calls each other like pudding and all that kind of stuff in the comic books, except for those it's, two. It's so one sided, though. Like, I mean, he's he seems like he really genuinely. Uh, he he seems genuinely like abusive toward her. Like I mean, he love I, hates her all in one. Well, like, uh, no, it's it's sort of like he doesn't seem like he loves her. He just seems like he's possessive of her. He's like I I don't actually care about you one way or the other, but you're mine. I don't care what happens to you as long as everyone knows that you're mine and I get to decide what happens to you. Like that's not love. That he's toxic. No, I think no, but I it, think maybe... and I get and again I'm gonna you guys are gonna snigger and think that. I think that it's like, oh, I'm a dude. I just like girl on girl action. But I think Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy is a way more healthy relationship. They're equal That's a fun in that relationship. One. That's a fun yeah, one. It's a good one. I have another one that I that I like, and this may be just because I'm a huge fan of this character. But uh, so Dick Grayson, Nightwing, and Starfire slash Batgirl. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. I've I've always kind of liked Nightwing and and Batgirl mostly because you know they were both kind of they were both apprentices slash uh, proteges to Batman and um they kind of like grew up knowing each other kind of and they both shared those bonds together so I always liked that relationship because they just understand one another so well but at the same time I always found it I always found Nightwing and uh, uh, Starfire's relationship fun just because she's just like this she's like a Victoria's Secret model slash superhero that right. Nightwing is just like well I'm just like this handsome dude and I get I get whoever he, he's like a J Crew model yeah he's like, like a he's like a really super ultra fit J Crew model that kicks ass and gets whatever girl he wants and not only does he kick ass but he canonically has the best ass he has the best ass of any man in, in the in DC, DC. We Every girl wants a slice of uh, of Nightwing. They just want to see him shirtless doing the Iron Cross on the rings while he, flexing his ass. He, he's like the Channing Tatum of the DC universe. It's like everyone wants to see that magic mic. Oh, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Okay. If it doesn't have to be, you know, opposite sex relationships, okay? Uh, I am a big goon fan, so I'd have to say the best relationship is the goon and Frankie. And the reason why... If you've ever read a Goon comic, you need to read Chinatown and you'll understand. Hmm. I've got to check that out now. I've only ever read like the one volume of Goon. I'm like, oh, I need more of this. No, the Goon is great. Yeah. Freaking. Chinatown. David David Fincher has been trying to get a movie made of the Goon for ages. They're making it. Are they finally? Is it finally happening? They've made the budget and everything. They're. You know, if you want to find out how far they are in the process of the thing, you can join this club and fork a little money over and stuff. But yeah, they're 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 writing the script, and you know, they they say they've got the budget, so I'm just waiting for it. But yeah, Chinatown is, you know, and I wouldn't even say you had to start with you know number one of the goon. You could you can start the story anywhere. Seemed, you want. The story seemed pretty self-contained, like. 
almost anthology style where it's like you could start in any you yeah. can start in any one of them and and because it's self-contained enough like you don't hellboy's kind of similar right and i i appreciate that sort of take on continuity yeah no seriously though i, I if you if you were to read one book out of the goon chinatown is definitely probably my favorite sweet I will definitely have to check check that out, just like I'm going to have to check out Axe Cop. Yes! Oh, come on! You haven't read it yet? No! I haven't! How long ago did I tell you about that? When do you think I have time for these things? I have, you know, you and I both have kids. You know I have kids and I'm remodeling parts of my house. When do I have time to read? See? I mean, like, why do you need to be informed? Why do you need to be informed when you run a podcast on Comic Book Matters? Like, I mean... No, I'm being facetious. I know. Yeah, you're right. I gotcha. <sighs> I, if I had you, you, the time. You, ha- you have the time for what's relevant. And right I have now time it's relevant. for what's right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. But yeah, no, you need to check it out. I really do. I really, really do. Yeah. Um, I guess um, that, that brings me to what is finally uh, my, uh, my favorite relationship and that is uh deadpool with his uh mental problems like that's that right there is a romance for the ages not him and vanessa no him and death was a better couple actually because she could never kill him and it made thanos so insanely jealous like you have no idea he's like he's like i i got the infinity gauntlet and ended the whole world and death still wasn't interested in me Wade Wilson just like walks right in is like, hey, I could never die. And she just falls head over heels with him. That prick. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh. Okay, you sold me. That's a that sounds like a good one. Like yeah. that one. True. Um back on to other DC stuff as we get off our long set of tangents. Um not just one tangent, but a set. Yes, there was a set of tangents in there. See, it's just, see you know, other beep, other beeping, podcasts, you know? other podcasts will only give you one tangent. They're they're stingy with the tangents. We gotta but cut down hear, on the tangents. We here at Sons of Comics, we are generous with our tangents. We will give you, we'll give you all the tangents that we have and more because we love you. I'm gonna start taking sure. my ADD pills again. I gotta stop with the tangents, man. And, and stop with like them. Shut the hell up and sit down and listen, anyways. Yes, seriously. Uh, so <clears throat> back to DC here. Um, the other scene that I wanted to cover was, uh, the rooftop scene on the top of the GCPD. Uh, did both of you have a chance to, uh, read up on I that looked one? at that. I looked at that and I looked at the little joke that, you know, I kind of, uh, I'm kind of got to be with Robert on this one where it's like, please stop telling me about the movie. Cause that it's like. It's reading about it. It's like that seems like a good scene. I think I would have enjoyed that scene more, seeing it in the context of the movie, not knowing it was going to happen. You keep calling Cameron Robert. Why do you do I was that? Say who is Robert? Yeah, who is this Robert? Is there another guy on the podcast that I don't know about? Did we mention? Are you I think cheating we mentioned on this Robert podcast Kirkman with somebody somewhere. else? We said something about some. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the connection happens. <laughs> Are you Deadpool, or do you have a second personality called Robert that you're, like, talking to or something that I don't uh, know? Yes, yes, Robert's that the is other the answer. answer. Gosh, damn. I'm, Robert. I you, feel... You get mad at me for, like, calling Cameron Scott when he's 
you know, about the whole drawing thing, and then you're mentioning some guy named Robert. I have no idea who that is. I was just going to let it The thing is, is I'm not even going to shy away from this embarrassment because I enjoy it. I, I Not enjoy it. Deserve it. I deserve it. I, I deserve this embarrassment. Please. Please. Please point out more how much oh, of a jackass it's, I am it's, right now. It's fun because you know what? We're all tired. We're all Cameron, I'm podcast. sorry. No, it's all good. I, you know what? I think it's just me. I, I get this a lot. I had a boss that I worked for in the grocery store, and you know, I had a name tag and everything. And even to this day, I'll go in there and go get a gallon of milk, and he's like, "How you doing, Brandon?" And I'm like, "I'm great." Um, I am Brandon. I am great. <laughs> Brandon, I'm great. Uh, but it's not. It's not a consistent name, is it? Yeah, like, is it it's a, always Brandon. It's always it's Brandon. Brand- so, hey, at least I gave a different one. I, I said Robert instead of Brandon. So, yeah. there you go. Thank That's you. That's my gift to you. That well, is. Because me, I, me, I always get Chris for some reason. You get Like, whenever, Chris. instead of people, instead of people calling me Scott, they'll be like, um, hey, Chris, it's like, um, it's Scott. Um, yes. And secondly, it's Scott. That's right. Like the <laughs> toilet paper. Don't you paper. forget it. It's Scott like the toilet paper. Or it's like, if you add an S on there, then it's Scott's, like the uh, the uh, lawn fertilizer. The people who will kick your ass in skirts if you uh, call them by the wrong name. True. Yeah, and the caber toss. That's right. That's right. Damn. Yeah. Even though, um, even though I felt like they do give away a lot, I'm still like really excited based on what they've shared. Um, a lot of the things they've shared, like. They've talked about some of the costumes, like Flash's costume is made up of like 148 different pieces. That gives me pause. I, I'm, I'm interested I'm of, to see it. I, I'm I'm of the opinion that not always, but I feel like simpler is better. Like I'm not like Batman. Yeah, like I like. Uh, it's sort of like I don't know. It just feels like the DC costumes. And all mediums have just been getting more and more convoluted. It's like, let's add more piping and lines and let's make it look more futuristic. It's like, it's like, I, I like the classic costumes better for the most part. Like they just, you know, it's like, why reinvent the wheel? It looked, it looked fine. Generally, I I would agree. It's just like, I can kind of understand why they, why it's made up of that many pieces. And I'm not saying that it probably looks like it's made out of that many pieces, but I guess their part of their reasoning was like he stole 3D printers and like this plastic from NASA yeah. to basically use to make his costume uh, in the movie because it'll reduce heat or it can take the heat of him running at those speeds, which yeah, I frequency. which I found was a, which was which is a cool retcon for you know needing this this kind of costume which is interesting and then apparently he gets another one made by uh bruce wayne by wayne tech okay is it just me or is the flash in this movie starting to sound a lot like spider-man in civil war like he is the spider-man of he is the spider like he's the comic relief he's the one that basically starts off with as much as a hobo can afford and then finally gets bankrolled by a rich guy who uses his wealth to punch crime in the face. Like he's, he's straight up. I'm totally okay with it. It's a good, uh, it's a good, I guess, trend to follow because it works really well (laughs) in that regard. (laughs) We'll see. So far, it's worked out pretty well. It's okay for Marvel. We'll see how it works for DC. 
Uh, so there's that. Um, they really didn't talk a whole lot about uh, Aquaman in the movie. Uh, hey, he's like the one part that I'm genuinely excited for because I feel like that's well, that's a lie because you're gen- you're more wa- interested in Wonder Woman though. I'm more interested in Wonder Woman in her own movie. I don't. <laughs> which have... we'll get sooner than Justice League, which yes, I'm sure you. I don't. I don't. I don't have high hopes for how she's going to be treated in Justice League. Like, I saw Sucker Punch. I don't know that I trust Zack Snyder to really do much with Wonder Woman, but you know. Um, you must be excited know. for Comic Con though, because uh, hopefully we'll get a Wonder Woman trailer from Comic Con. That's like that's a that's like a just a few movie. that's just a few weeks away. I need I need that movie in my life. I it that, that sounded that like movie, you're about to divorce is, your wife for that movie. That, <laughs> that's seriously what you sounded like. She would understand. She. <laughs> I'm not so sure that the, she would. <laughs> I I think she would. She she actually like she thinks it's adorable how much I. True story, um, for the job interview that I had today. <laughs> They asked me as like, because now they do this uh, on job interview questions now. They'll like try and throw in a fun question. So it's not all dour, like, you know, it's not all dour stuff. And they asked me who my favorite superhero was. Like, no, they asked me if I could be any superhero, who would I be? I thought about it for a second. I'm just like, Wonder Woman. I would straight up, straight up be Wonder Woman because she's awesome. She is pretty awesome. She's she's consistently underrated. Like I mean, it's like in the whole who'd win, Batman versus Superman argument. The correct answer is Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. <laughs> That's it's like who'd win between the two. Um, Wonder Woman would say, "Hey, quit fighting. We got real crap to do." That like, and she's and she's she's creative. She always looks for the unconventional way to solve a problem. Like she's. Like I freaking I, I love her character. She's like, she's almost like um. Let's see, she's not like MacGyver because she's not straight up like an engineering nerd. But that same sort of idea of okay, all I have are these ra- random assortment of mit- mythical objects. How can I use that to solve the problem? Um. Oh, I'll do it like this and this and this. Truth. Bam, and she wins. Mm-hmm. She's great. She is pretty badass. She is seriously badass. It, 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 it for the Justice League movie, it really gave me pause when Zack Snyder was very lovingly talking about how the costume designer uh, bumped up the red in her costume because, quote, it's like all the congealed blood of her victims through the years stuck onto her armor and made it shinier. And I'm just like. Uh, you so are misunderstanding the concept of Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, but you're not the director. I know. That's why I That's have the this tragedy. sense of horror. That's the tragedy of it. It's the helplessness of it. There's nothing I can do. He's in control. This is... This... You know what? No, I'm not going to compare Just this relent. to rape. Because Just that's relent. real problems. Just relent. But no, it's like, it's like, the thing is, is I get ticked off at how much people try and just turn Wonder Woman into Xena Warrior Princess. And I'm like, guys, Xena Warrior Princess is her mom. Okay. You have to think about how would a daughter of Xena Warrior Princess rebel 
against a woman who delights in slaughter. Well, she would be peaceful and, but like with swagger. And that's Wonder Woman. She's peaceful with swagger. She's not, she's not freaking cutting off one of her boobs so she can shoot a bow better, Amazon. Shit. That's very graphic and mythically yeah. correct. I know. I'm aware. Mythically correct, yeah. Yeah. Very In true. myth, that's what the Amazons would do. That is true. One boob women. One boob at a time. <laughs> uh, so moving on <laughs> from uh, one boob women <laughs> to our next um, next um, topic. Um <laughs> Let's see. I'm just, I'm just laughing at how uncomfortable that made you, and how if I wanted to, I could just keep going. I, but I won't. No, not uncomfortable. Just a little lost now. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League is a standalone movie, so, so it's been it's been shared that this is not part one. Or, you know, part of a duology of part one and part two Justice League. This is a self-contained movie, which means that it's going to it's gonna have the basic mold of, you know, it has a beginning and it has a solid end to it. So it has a finality to it. But obviously there's going to be some openings that kind of lead into the, probably to the next film. Right. So, uh... If Steppenwolf is the villain, it's I guess it would make sense that uh, Darkseid would be the villain of the second film that is not part two, that is its other self-contained movie. So, I don't know. Do you think that's true? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you agree with that? It's like they would have to eventually get to Darkseid if you're going to start with any of the other, any of the characters from Apocalypse. It would be but, hard. It would be hard to go straight to Darkseid because if you look at Marvel, over the three phases that they've been through, they're just now basically getting to Thanos. Who, Thanos is finally leaving his throne to yeah, do something himself. Finally, getting off, getting off his ass. Hashtag getting off your ass to do something about it. To do something. Yeah. Oh, fine. I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. He says it's, like a temper tantrum. That's, that's only half teenager. a sentence, Thanos. It's only half a sentence. The other half is, if you can't do something right, you have to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, like... The funny thing is, though, is people are just like, man, he seems like a temp- you know, teenager throwing a temper tantrum. I'm like, well, that's kind of is Thanos. Like, he's sort of... We're talking about the that's guy who set... He always sets himself up to fail. Like, that's canon. He's pompous. He, he's just real pompous. Right, right. He's 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 a big bully. Puffing his chest, pounding his chest. I'm, That's right. I'm the big dog on campus, That's and then he right. sits back down and sucks on his juice box. That's right, and then throws his poop at you like a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I'm still just like, I don't know, Steppenwolf of all of all the people. Like, I mean, to be fair, their design for Steppenwolf. Is infinitely more interesting than the typical design, than yes. the actual character in the yeah. comics, because because they actually made him look like an alien beast, and it's like, well, way that's, more cool. That's way more cool than 
some you know goatee some goatee dude with a with a crested helmet so to be fair that's more interesting but it still is just like steppenwolf like uh, he's such a non-entity like he's to the point that half the people who are fans of the new gods and all that stuff were like who oh right that guy yeah, he's kind of a wayside character. He's not he's yeah. not really uh he's not a heavy hitter by any means. I mean, he's more of a means to a bigger fight. You know, he's Yeah, it, it would He's be the like, connection to the to the parademons, like you know. It'd be like if the Avengers um if the Avengers first villain that they fought was instead of fighting Loki, they fought um Laufey, the Frost Giant. Or, that, or a uh, freaking that Arnim Zola, like you know. What I mean? But I mean, it's it's that level of a demon. It's like uh, a tuma. Of, of a villain. What if they it, fought a tuma? Yeah, but it's just it's basically just sort of like, oh, he, that that's a level one boss. That's not an end boss. Why are you making this level one boss an Welcome end? Welcome to the boss level. Yeah, like unless, and this might be cool. So if this prediction pr- proves to be correct. You all know who to direct your money and adulation to. But unless them saying that Steppenwolf is the main villain is a uh, is a misdirection to keep us from realizing who the real villain is, that would be cool. Uh, what's that little... Uh, what if it... This would be like the craziest turn of events. And you might like this if this like ever turned out to be true in some other universe. What if the actual villain was Batmite? Oh my gosh. I would love that, actually. You would love that. I know I you would. would. <laughs> I like, it's like know. the stupidest thing you could possibly do to a movie, and you you just go ahead and, and just uh, just turn the whole thing on its head. You're just well, like, oh, it's it's Batmite pulling all the strings. It's just or, like, Mr., or Mr. Mitzel Patrick. Or yeah, uh, Mit, uh, Mitzel. How the hell you pronounce his name? Uh, Cameron, do you know how to pronounce his name? Isn't that Mix- Mixelplex? Yeah, Mixelplex. That's, that's it. it. I don't Mixelplex. know how that really, guys. I really don't. How did you? How did you know how to say that? Where did you learn that? Uh, didn't you guys ever watch like the Justice League cartoons? Is that how they say it in like, there? Like the old ones. Like, the, are you talking like Super Friends? In, like a swamp. Yeah, like the Super Friends and everything. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't seen that. And you guys have no childhood. Oh. Come on, hey, man. I watched hey, plenty Ninja of cartoons. Turtles and Mighty Max would like to have a word with you, sir. And Tom and Jerry. Uh, Tom and Jerry was always second. Tom and Jerry second rate Sylvester and Tweety. That was okay. the pure stuff. If you guys know these cartoons, you should know the Super Friends then. I watched a few episodes, but I didn't. I probably didn't watch all of them. I remember the, watching a few of them, like where Superman would like go and he fixed like a wall in China. And... He did it with some really, really, really weird way. Mm-hmm. But are you um, sure you're not confusing that with the fourth movie where he did it with his? Uh, no, with no, his no, no, no. This is a t- totally different thing. It was an, it was animated. I remember. All all I know is that the Super Friends is the reason why Aquaman jokes exist because they like didn't the Fish people jokes. who made that cartoon didn't they True. didn't know what to do with him and so he, they they would just be like um. 
Yeah, we'll come up with some BS reason to have just, Aquaman be involved. I just though. totally came up with with Old Spice's newest commercial. It's Aquaman, and then he's like in the ocean on a boat. It's like the black guy, you know, how he like sits on stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, he's, like a, he's sitting on a boat, and then he ends up the last scene. He's like, I'm sitting on a shark, and he's actually sitting on a shark talking right, to a shark. Yeah. See, I always, I actually like the joke of, of that Aquaman. I mean, this kind of plays into my idea of like my hipster Batman web series I want to do, but that if like a shared universe exists where Marvel and DC um, existed at the same time, Aquaman and Namor both share rulership of, uh, of Atlantis. And while Aquaman does pretty much all the work, Namor gets all the credit. Oh yeah. Namor would totally do that. Like, because he's, he's such a douche. He's, he's such a womanizing douche. He, his middle name is Douche. It's like Namor Douche King of Atlantis. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and uh, I to the point that when they finally decide to make a movie about Aquaman, they cast Namor to play Aquaman. And Aquaman's just like, of course. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> Best. Uh, that's a good, like, uh, movie where there's, like, it's like the odd couple, you know? Uh-